This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. All right, so we're here at the LGBTIQ Women's Health Conference. Firstly, can you introduce yourself for listeners and what were you presenting on today? Hi, my name is Dr. Lenka Vodstachil. I'm an epidemiologist at the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre and Monash University. Today, I was talking about the common vaginal infection, bacterial vaginosis, and how we can try and improve cure through looking at partner treatment. Now, you started off your presentation by saying we are covered in bacteria. And I thought that, you know, that's a good place to start. But why do you think that's a good place to start? I think it just kind of destigmatizes the fact that bacteria are part of us and so we need to work with them to try and improve our health but it also um, helps elevate or helps people understand that the bacteria are different in different organs and it's really important to try and understand that this is a really complex um, area to work in. Um, So yeah, I just like to bring everyone in together by using that um, opening. Well, and then the next term you used, which which is microbiome, which I think a lot of people probably have heard in the context of like a gut microbiome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what exactly is a microbiome and then how does it apply to your, your area? Sure. So a microbiome is a complex um, sort of network of different bacteria and organisms, and they all work together in different ways and work with our bodies to um, hopefully cause an optimal health outcomes and conversely if they're it's a non-optimal microbiota it can have um, other not so optimal health outcomes so the reason why I um, talked about the gut microbiome is lots of people know that the gut microbiome helps us um, live a healthy life if it's really diverse so if there's lots of different organisms there And on the flip side, when we look at the vaginal microbiome, an optimal vaginal microbiome is actually low diversity. There's only um, one or two species that we want to dominate the the microbiome, and they're usually lactobacillus species. And when you don't, when you do have a more diverse species, um, is that when BV is a risk? Yeah, so BV is actually the most common, um, more diverse vaginal microbiome so we call it a vaginal dysbiosis um, and that's associated with non-optimal health outcomes so people with BV have um, lots of different organisms going on and they can be associated with um, changes in the micro environment in the vagina and these lead to increased risk of having infections um, sorry in having sexually transmitted infections and HIV in um, poor pregnancy outcomes and also really because of the symptoms that it causes, so a increased um, mal, um, so fishy odour and also a high pH and also a different type of discharge, this can result in sort of distress or um, really affect people's well-being and how they are with their relationships as well because it's uncomfortable and doesn't feel right. How common is the condition of BV? 
So BV affects about 10 to 12% of the general Australian um, community. It is higher in different um, settings. So in um, the LGBTQIA plus community, we've actually undertaken a survey a few years ago and we found that about a third of people with a vagina had BV. So that's quite a lot of people. Even the 10% is a lot of people. Um, and it does present as symptomatic. So you can have those changes in discharge, but it can also be asymptomatic BV. And so that's where it might go under the radar and not be um, not impact on someone's, they don't think that something's going on, but it might be detected when, a, um, when they go to the doctor. Are there treatments for BV? And, you know, are these constantly evolving? Have they improved much? So the first line or the commonest treatment for BV is an antibiotic um, that's taken by mouth or there is another antibiotic that's inserted into the vagina. And these antibiotics do, they have sort of, it's called broad spectrum, so a broad coverage of bacteria that they target and they are effective in the short term. So most people can clear their BV and go on with their lives. But what we find is that about 50% of people get their BV back again within three to six months. And we, um, my research has been focused on why that happens and what are the drivers of that happening. There are some other um, treatments out there that vary um, in their efficacy or in how well they are at clearing infections, but none of them have been shown to be more effective than antibiotics and none of them have been shown to imp improve long-term cure. So um, there are some things in the research pipelines globally, um, but we don't really have any good effective measures yet. With regard to recurrence, what is a factor that makes it more likely that someone is going to have recurrence than others? So consistently over all of our studies, what we have found is that people who report having the same ongoing partner after treatment are the ones that are more likely, so two to three times more likely, to get BV back again. So that has been the commonest and most stable risk factor is what we use in epidemiological terms, but risk factor for getting BV recurrence. Do you think that there's a high level of literacy amongst LGBTIQ women that BV is even a thing? I think so. I think it's more common because women and people with a vagina are more likely to talk about their health experiences. Um, but I still think that we can improve health literacy across the board. And um, I think that that would help improve these conversations about when someone's got BV, explaining it to their partner and also being able to seek out treatment as necessary. Can you tell us a little bit about the PACT study and what it's trying to undertake and look into? Sure. So the PACT um, study is a partner cohort treatment study. That's what that acronym stands for. And so for um, because of all of our research showing, showing that the partner that you have sex with afterwards may be reintroducing BV organisms after sex, uh, after treatment, sorry, what we want to do is try and address that by treating this, the partner of the person who's presenting with BV or has BV symptoms at the same time. And so the PAC study follows couples. It tests them for BV initially and it then um, treats them both regardless of the partner's anatomy. And then we follow couples over time to see if 
uh, sorry, then we offer both of them treatment at the same time. So even if someone's asymptomatic, they'll be offered treatment at the same time as their partner. And then we look at what happens before and after treatment. Can we improve um, BV recurrence or BV cure, sorry, for people if we reduce that risk of re-exposing them to BV by treating them? And the reason why we're doing the PAC study is because, firstly, we know from um, different evidence that there are specific BV organisms shared between couples. So we're that supports that hypothesis that BV is being reintroduced after treatment or the organisms that cause BV are reduced after treatment. But also we've done some studies in couples that have um, a cis-heteronormative experience and that we have shown that BV treating partners works. And so now we want to run this trial for more people and treat couples and try and reduce BV recurrence. And you're recruiting for this study now? Yeah, we're recruiting now. It's national. Um, so you can contact us directly to organise a pact, a pack for pact. <laughs> um, so we have a website. Um, we also have um, a direct phone number that you can call and an email. And so through the website, you can um, fill in an eligibility form and we can um, send out, we can contact you and give you information if this is something you'd like to be involved in. Um, but So yeah, we do it all via the post. It's really accessible. It doesn't matter where you live. And if you don't want to go to a doctor's clinic, you don't have to. That's excellent. And we'll actually link to those uh, links that you mentioned there on our show page for Joy. Um, eligibility criteria, is there anything that people need to keep in mind or people that you're looking for in particular for the study? Um, as I mentioned, this is sort of a couple study. So we are principally looking for monogamous couples um, or who pe people are in closed relationships for the duration of the study. And that's really to help us understand um, if the treatment's working. It's not because we're trying to be exclusive, but if we can just limit to monogamous couples, it means we can say, okay, the treatment has improved outcome for them because there's not been an external um, person bringing in the BV associated bacteria again. Um, we also look for people who are aged 18 and over, um, as is common practice in research. And we also um, have some other nuanced criteria that we can explain to people when they contact us. They're not necessarily relevant to everyone. Yeah. Sure. I just want to ask you one last question. Is this your first LGBTIQ Women's Health Conference? Yes, it is. How's that experience been? Really fantastic. I just love how inclusive and engaged everyone is in the health. And I think that um, I just, yeah, I look forward to coming again in the future. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.